on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Link was introduced as a hero of the original Legend of Zelda video game in 1986 and has appeared in a total of 20 entries in the series as well as a number of spinoffs. Oh, wait. Sorry. That's the wrong Link history. Facebook <laughs> is introducing a new Link history on the platform itself. TikTok has a new AI creative assistant that AIs to help you with content ideas. <laughs> and Google Chrome's third-party cookies are finally crumbling into 2024. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. With new shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shep. I'm Nicole Waddington. And I'm Greg Finn. And it's officially marketing o'clock. Here on January 5th, 2024. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We made it. Thanks for joining us for another show, another year. Greg, what's going on in your world? I've realized that in 2023 i became like a basic dude like i'm just like the, the most like i'm the most stereotypical like basic guy now you're a full-on basic bro first off i go to a gym i don't ever talk about it the brand name yes because you're embarrassed because but because it's <laughs> such a basic move don't you think just because of the specific brand it is yes it's crossfit <laughs> and so like like I don't know. I'm like, this is never like, I never thought I'd be like this person who I've become. And then I've been like stacking things on top, like even more and more basic stuff on, on top. So another show that I started watching is like the most basic dude show ever. The Office? No. No. It's, it's this, it's a show called Reacher. It's this giant that. dude that just goes around and is like breaking people's legs and stuff. And then the cops like, stop doing cowboy stuff. And he's like, all right. And he turns around and it's like, Let's go do some cowboy stuff. Like, just so stupid. But it brings me, like, so much joy. And it's, like, the most basic thing in the world. And then my most recent, like, super basic um, thing that's been, that I've, I've partook in, partaken in, is pickleball. Oh, I play ugh. pickleball. Like, how, like, I There's am, like, no a There's no reason things are meme. basic. I'm, like, a mean. Because they're enjoyable. Welcome. Pickle I've been basic my whole life. not enjoyable. Why is that? Talk to PPC. PPC Greg told me in San Diego, he's like, you got to play pickleball, man. And I'm like, Noise right, pollution. I play indoor. <laughs> We've got much bigger problems than noise pollution. It is loud. It's very loud. I just don't like how the ball doesn't bounce very well and I actually have to run. Oh. Is it not a tennis ball? No, it's a pickleball. It's a plastic <laughs> ball with holes. What do you know? <laughs> I'm just like looking at myself and I'm like, who even are you now? Like, I feel like I'm not like a unique human anymore. I'm just like a, a basic bee. I mean, yeah, you still eat beans from cans. I do do that. Yeah. <laughs> but even though I'm like cooking, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I've, I've devolved. I've been basic for years. It's okay. <laughs> Welcome. Do you think I'm basic? Mm, no, I think you're just Greg. Okay. 
I just looking it all up. I'm, I'm like, this is like a meme of a 42-year-old man. There's a Harry Styles quote. It's like, there's a reason it's called pop music because it's popular because it's good. Mm. Embrace it. Okay. This week's episode is brought to you by Wix. There has never been a better time to create a website without limits because Wix is improving its Zapier integration to make it easier than ever to automate your digital marketing funnel. That's right, people. Creating automations is now a lot more intuitive. This integration lets users connect their sites with more than 6,000 apps directly in Zapier using triggers linked to Wix business solutions like forms, stores, bookings, events, and more. All it takes is a few clicks to start parsing data between Wix sites and the likes of Google Sheets, HubSpot, and ActiveCampaign, and it can all be done without one line of code. Wix makes it easy to create stunning, user-friendly websites, but none of that matters if you don't have a great marketing automation system that will help you get in touch with leads and generate new business. So with this new integration, you can maximize conversions by directly connecting events on Wix to your favorite CRM, email marketing tool, or analytics tool. You can head over to the Wix SEO Learning Hub to learn more. Crystal Carter released an awesome article with all the details about the new Zapier integration last week. Or you can head over to Wix.com. Right, Greg? Yeah, and this is a game changer for uh, anybody that's looking for a website out-of-the-box solution. You can tie in stores, forms, bookings, blog, pricing plans, events, chat, members, restaurants, referrals, and loyalty, file, share, online programs, automation, right into Zapier, and you can do whatever you want. Like that hook allows you the world. Mm -hmm. The world. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) It's your oyster, baby. You sound evil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're they're probably like had that same maniacal laugh because who wouldn't use Wix anymore? It's awesome. You have to. Wix.com. Wix.com, Wix.com, now with a better Zapier integration. Yep. First up in the news this week, Nate Lorenzen posted from his ex account at a Nate Lorenzen to let us know that TikTok announced a new AI powered tool for creators and advertisers this week. This is called TikTok Creative Assistant. It is available on mobile and desktop, and right now it only supports English language. But this is basically like all the other AI tools out there, but it's specifically for TikTok content ideas for advertisers and creators. So some ideas that they have for this are it can help you provide creative guidance and tips and recommend creative solutions for ad production. You can showcase and analyze inspirational and top ads. So an example for like a prompt there was it has it asking, um, show me top performing ads on Creative Center in the blank industry and they could show you some top ads or Wait, is this how you got viral on TikTok? No. You just use this? <laughs> is that how you did it? I'm not really viral. I just ended up in a weird place. <laughs> what does that mean? I had people that knew who you were messaging me saying, I saw your friend shot okay. on TikTok. So I posted, people might know the trend. We did one for Marketing O'Clock this week where it's like, I'm a blank. I do this, right? I'm a basic guy. It, I watch yeah. Reacher. Of course I play pickleball. So I did it with my husband, which first of all, he like didn't want to do it in the first place. And we posted a video about being daycare parents and like funny things about being daycare parents. Like, oh, my kids are sick all the time. Like my kids go to an amazing daycare part time, by the way. Like but if your kid isn't there part time, great for you. I'm sure you're a great parent. I landed on this crazy side of TikTok. All these people are like, women shouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids should be taken away. Like, it's crazy. 
And you're blaming the new TikTok creative. Assistant. No, I'm not. I'm blaming oh, trolls. Yourself. I'm blaming trolls. Mm-hmm. No, it's not my fault. If people don't like your content, you're doing something wrong. Well, my content is mostly stupid, but <laughs> that one just somehow got picked up. Um, you can also ask it to brainstorm with you for TikTok creative ideas. Come up with TikTok ideas for your brand so you can put in your brand name and the product that you're promoting and it'll spit out ideas. So they give you prompt examples in this. It seems very basic. You can ask it to write a script for a TikTok. You can ask it to show you how to make a TikTok. It seems very, very basic. I have not used it yet, but I'm not blown away by anything I'm seeing in the examples. Like they have this mascara ad as an example and it's like, creator, putting on mascara. Every time I have to do new mascara, I always go to this brand. Yeah, one of them, <laughs> one of the uh, lines says, and it doesn't move around my eyes. It never moves around my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it makes my eyes look so big. <laughs> they should call me to do it. I'd, you would probably go viral if they had you read it. <laughs> do, do we really need all this? No, they just want to enter the AI game. It's fine. I like that the article was posed as brainstorming. It's not like, we'll set up your new campaign with you. I feel like Google tries to act like AI is going to do everything for advertisers. This is not like that. It's just brainstorming. So I like that angle. But Can I just go on a tangent for a second? Yeah. Everybody's trying to get an AI. There is one company that I wish had an ounce of AI. Apple. Their voice to text sucks. Their changing of your text sucks. Everything about it, like... Those are the things that would be super helpful. Like, did you mean this? Blah, blah, blah. Because I'm like, if I'm driving or something, I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm going to shoot a message out or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I use voice memos all the time because voice to text doesn't work. It doesn't work. But why don't you put AI in there and make it work? Okay. I don't know. Anyway. Hopefully they're working on their search engine. So I don't know what to say. <laughs> load it up on Creative Assistant yeah. instead. What else is happening? Okay, this is a very interesting story over Broken on Gizmodo. And I would say if you want more, the article by Thomas Germain was phenomenal. Facebook has rolled out a new link history setting. And what this does is it creates a repository of all the links that you've clicked on in the Facebook mobile app only. Um, users can opt out of this, but linked history is turned on by default and the data is used for targeted ads. I feel like people probably knew this anyway. Yeah. That like, you're going to look at what people are clicking on and probably provide more uh, like like-minded stuff. Um, and then Thomas goes on to say, his lawmakers introduced tech regulations and Apple and Google beef up privacy restrictions. Meta is doubling down and searching for new ways to preserve its data harvesting empire. So according to Meta, Facebook users can save their browsing activity in one place. And that is what they're like phrasing it as, not just to like target the heck out of you. Mm -hmm. And there's a pop-up that will show up and it will allow users to quote, never lose a link again, end quote. So they're kind of trying to like, again, make it seem like it's, it's, I wasn't thing? looking for him. No. I was actually looking for mine. What do you, you use Facebook? Um, yeah, sometimes. And when I click like ads or articles, I lose track of them. I think hmm. it's actually helpful. And okay. the same goes for Instagram. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know they're like doing this anyway. Right. So what I don't see a big issue with this. But I do see like 
from a privacy perspective. Yeah. And so if somebody turns off the setting, Facebook will delete the link history within 90 days. And this is rolling out globally over time. Um, and then, I, again, I would go to Gizmo to read the whole article, but there are a couple of good paragraphs that I wanted to pull out here. Um, Thomas says, this is a privacy improvement in some ra- ways, but the setting raises more questions than it answers. Meta has always kept track of the links you click on, and this is the first time users have had any visibility or control over this corner of the company's internet spying apparatus. In other words, Meta is just asking users for permission for a category of tracking that it's been using for over a decade like we sort of mentioned before. And then one of the things that I don't know if people really know, I didn't really know this that much, but he goes on to say, when you click on a link in the Facebook or Instagram apps, the website loads in a special browser built into the app. And I think we all probably knew that. Um, And he says, rather than your phone's default browser. In 2022, privacy researcher Felix Krauss found that Meta injects special key logging JavaScript onto the website you're visiting that allows the company to monitor everything you type and tap on, including passwords. Oh, no. So I, I, I've I, always started to just be like, open a mobile browser because I don't want to be, A, I don't want to be on the Facebook web app. I don't want to be on the Reddit web app. I just want to be off on that, on Chrome or whatever I'm looking at. Yeah. So... I thought that that was interesting. And then obviously there's still the Metapixel that's out there. And um, Thomas goes on to say, to participate in Meta's advertising networks, millions of companies add a tracking tool called the Metapixel to their websites. It sends Meta details about your activity when you're not using Meta's products whatsoever, even if you don't have an account on Facebook or Instagram. In a 2022 investigation by The Markup found that at least 30% of popular websites use the Metapixel. So there's lots of different angles from the browser, the link click off, in all likelihood, where you go in that mobile browser, and then the Metapixel. So, I mean, at least you can turn this off if you don't like yeah. it. something. It is something. And they got to do something after they lost the cross-app tracking <laughs> last year. It is finally happening. Google Chrome's third-party cookie phase-out has begun by the time you were listening to this. Wow. So, starting January 4th, which was probably yesterday when you're listening, a random 1% of Chrome users globally have started to see tracking protection enabled in their browser, meaning third-party cookies will be blocked by default. So if you happen to be one of these lucky folks, you'll see a prompt on the address bar indicating as such, thus limiting cross-site tracking in the name of privacy. So assuming everything goes smoothly, Google will then gradually ramp up the rollout to 100% of its users by the second half of 2024. We've been talking about it for so long, but then it just crept up on me. (laughs) Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from the one, the only Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan Retail on X or Mike Ryan on LinkedIn. And I actually spotted this on LinkedIn and one of the head of Google's PMAX team actually commented and said, keep them coming. So that's how you know his memes are good. He had like 14 memes. I picked the best three. Okay. And we're... He just was making memes last week. He just makes him happy. Okay. And then he just wants to... Makes him happy and that makes everybody else happy and then... Like it's a win-win. Happy, happy. 
So the first meme here is John Hamm with his hipster haircut <laughs> from, I'd assume, Mad Men with, it's just that meme. And the young John Hamm says, it's 2025. Your ads rep set you up with auto-applied recommendation, broad-only search, PMAX with no ROAS target, uncapped budget, and AI-generated product feed. Your Opta score is 100, and then the picture underneath it is ad tip, and then you pick the percentage that you have to add. Those stress me out so much. The next meme is the car veering off sharply at the exit. There's a road, the highway that it's exiting off of, and then the exit name. So the car is on the road, the highway, YouTube shorts, and then it is veering off the exit to even more YouTube shorts. (laughs) Okay, my favorite here is, it looks like a husband and wife meme where there's a man that looks to be quite downtrodden, I'd say, and that is Google. And there is a woman that looks fairly concerned. And in front of the man, there is, looks like a bunch of pillows and cushions. And the woman is saying, babe, are you okay? You've barely touched your cushions. <laughs> and that's, they look so delicious. They do. So, yeah, great memes. Mike Ryan. Thank Just you, Mike. Making memes last week. Thanks, Mike. Now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. I See Why Am I, people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I see why my people, Adrian Decker at Adrian underscore PPC on X shared this really awesome chart that I assume he found in Google Ads documentation somewhere, but I have not seen in my memory. And it goes through every type of campaign and the different types of audience targeting that you can use for that campaign. So it has display, search, video, hotel, standard shopping, and demand gen, and it goes through all the different types. So affinity, custom segments, detailed demographics, life events, in-market, or your data, and says whether or not you can target it with that campaign type. There's very few no's on here. So I feel like it always catches you by surprise when you don't know you can target like search campaigns for life events or whatever. So just a handy thing to bookmark, I think. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week from Nicola Aguis. She reported on how LinkedIn ad prices are surging as advertisers are Xing X. They're boycotting X because of their thoughts on Elon. So apparently prices have surged by as much as 30%, but advertisers are reporting up to 20% return on investment for premium lim- premium LinkedIn campaigns. Nicole, you're my favorite LinkedIn advertiser here. Oh, thank you. Are you seeing CPCs go up or I guess just costs in general? I actually am seeing the opposite in my accounts, but again, don't take my word. Look at your accounts, compare date ranges, and see what's happening in in your own clients account. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll have to keep an eye on it. Next up from Anthony Higman at Anthony Higman on X. He is extremely angry. Higman? Higman? <laughs> His words, not mine. At local service ads right now. <laughs> I just want to take a sidebar. I love the arrows he uses in his screenshots. They're like very cartoony and large. Like you're not missing what he's pointing at. So he says, on a search for, quote, best workers comp lawyers, end quote, in Philadelphia, 
there are consistently two lawyers that show up bidding for work comp in the labor law vertical. But then when he clicks on it and clicks into the local business finder, they show up for personal injury as an LSA. This is just so, the LSA people, like this is so niche for me, but it seems like a pretty big difference. Then he says, meanwhile, these two law firms do not show at all in the injury work comp LSA vertical, but still show up in the local business finder map for work comp personal injury every time. What is happening here? And he has screenshots to show how that's happening. Then he has another example where he's like looking up um, lawyers in Atlanta and he's in Pennsylvania. And it says this person at Lundy Law serves Pennsylvania and Atlanta. I don't know what's happening there, but some messy stuff is going on. He says, I swear everything in maps in LSA has been effed up. I'm sure I'll get bleeped even though I didn't say it. Bleep that. Ever since they made the change to how they are targeted with interest searches and location and locations. It's all dog I'm sure I'll get bleeped again. <laughs> and I hate the LSA platform. That's it. Rant done for this week. Um, and then Len at Len Raleigh on X tweeted and said, LSA is such a dumpster fire. And he has a lovely little video of a dumpster on fire floating down a river. It seems like it. Next up from Greg at PPC Greg on X, he found a chart in Google ads about the switchover from discovery ads to demand gen campaigns about the new features that you're getting in demand gen that you didn't have in discovery ads. And of course he has receipts and referenced a tweet when he screenshotted the same chart back, I think it was in April. So was it Twitter then? Yeah, I think it was. So I didn't mess up. But I guess the punchline here is that they are adding device targeting coming soon to demand gen. I think that'll be a very welcome feature yes. for people. Yeah. Yeah. Huge improvement. Thanks for saving those receipts. Regular Monique Samuels for PPC. Next up for Tales from PPC Reddit. This is a very sad person who I think has a very um, poignant username. It's patient to a point 45. <laughs> and they are asking how to escalate a Google ad complaint. Can anyone please tell me how to escalate a complaint? I keep going round and round circles with Google ad support with no resolution. Nobody at Google can tell me how to escalate my complaint. I'm a small business owner from Ontario, Canada, trying to navigate the online advertising world by myself. This is the first time on Reddit. I appreciate the help. This just made me so sad because I knew what the responses were going to be and I'm scrolling through them and everyone is just like, there is no way to escalate it. All these people are like, what's your issue? Tell us in here. Maybe someone in here can help you. Somebody said that you can't escalate a complaint. The ticketing system and support are designed to send you in circles until you give up and create a new account. Yeah, It's just yeah. sad. And this is why... When we talked about it last week or the week before about a lot of the sales reps being moved over to AI, it's like you can't do anything anyway. Yeah. Like this this poor person is a small business owner. This is why you can't use Google Ads if you're a small business. It's not for small business anymore. Mm-hmm. Like this person doesn't have the time to try to figure out how to escalate things and get what you need. And frankly, like half of us, half the time I don't. I mean, yeah. I have, we have reps and stuff, but... Like, if I didn't, it would be really tough. I don't know. New Year, same BS. What's happening in organic? Okay. So you already heard about Wix and Zapier with the new integration. So that's one amazing thing. Another amazing thing for your ears is episode 68 of the Serps Up podcast with Morty and Crystal. They have episode 
called SEO Trends for 2024 when they try to predict the upcoming year. Morty starts off. He's got some terrible crystal puns. Crystal ball. Oh, yeah. You guessed it exactly. But then I had some good Jim Morrison jokes. And most importantly, their look at what is coming ahead in 2024. Parth Suba, Rohan Anyar, Kenichi Suzuki, Jimna Mahi, and Celeste Gonzalez join and give their thoughts as well. So if you are trying to look ahead, stay ahead of the curve, this episode is for you. And of course, it is the Serps Up podcast, and it's only brought to you by Wix. They care about SEO. It is baked and ingrained into their culture and making things easier for the people that use their services and product. That is what they do. Talked about it with Zapier. If you need a website, there is only one place to go. Wix.com, Wix.com, Wix.com. All right. And this week in r slash SEO news from Glenn Gabe at Glenn Gabe on X, He says, not profitable for the first nine months of 2023. And he's talking about Reddit. And he says, then the hidden gems piece happened. Smiley face. Reddit expects 2023 ad revenue to grow 20% year over year to slightly over 800 million. Again, it was not profitable through the first nine months. And according to Glenn, Reddit had said two years ago it aimed to exceed $1 billion in ad revenue by 2023, up from around $350 million in 2021. So maybe there's a IPO looming. <laughs> we'll find out. Crystal ball. And I saw this in the subreddit Out of the Loop. I thought this was interesting. The question was, what is the deal with all the YouTubers quitting or scaling back? And there are a couple examples of somebody kind of Stepping back, Tom Scott, Joel Haver, Meat Canyon. I don't really know who these are. Oh, man. Um, but they want to say, is there any? Is, he, is this a coincidence? What's driving this? There's a lot of answers saying some of these folks were just burned out making daily content for a long time. But there's also a lot of things that I thought were pretty interesting when you take a look at YouTube. So um, somebody named Zach James OBZ said, answer, I've been doing YouTube since 2009 and seen many creators come and go. That said, YouTube's algorithm is becoming more painful to work with if you're focusing on quality content that brings you personal joy. The sentiment has been building up over the past year, especially with CPMs becoming lower than usual, 25% less, meaning creators getting paid less for unpredictable views. On the flip side, hundreds of faceless YouTube channels are popping up that hyper-focus on what the YouTube algorithm wants. These videos are cheap to make but create insane revenue for them. It's a sign that YouTube is shifting its landscape from quality content to algorithm-driven content, which is pushing out others from recommendations. Not exactly anything new. However, creators are deciding to sit on a nest egg, avoid the burnout, and focus on a direction that doesn't simply feed the machine. Somebody had answered to, to Zach and said, thanks for answering. And this is the answer. YouTube's algorithm has gotten absolutely insane and is driven purely by metrics that they've been changing over the years. YouTube used to recommend people that you liked a lot more, and now it just recommends what it thinks you'd like, which basically means Mr. Beast and React videos 24-7. Just make a new account on Incognito Window and see what it recommends to you. It's all the same garbage. Creators I follow often talk about how no matter what they posted, their videos would always get around 10% of the same views, plus or minus. Now, if they don't make an algorithm bait video, we'll get 50 to 80% less views. 
This basically drives every channel that wants to grow to chase the algorithm. There are a few people who get lucky and the algorithm lets them post what they want, but for the OG channels, this simply isn't the case. It goes on to say a little bit more. One other thing in this response says, it wants to show you train wreck level garbage because it has higher retention. They gave up trying to push actual quality content a couple years back. They're basically taking the MTV slash TLC approach, completely abandoned what made you popular in the first place and chasing extra dollar. It all catches up eventually though. MTV and TLC are struggling hard because they don't make actual good content anymore. A race to the bottom works for a little bit, but you eventually start to lose your core audience and values, which is exactly what is happening to YouTube right now. All the best creators are starting to go elsewhere. TV, burning out, other platforms, self-publish, etc. I see this. I see happening. it as a user. Yeah. It's horrible. Like I don't go on YouTube a lot, but the other day I did. I was trying to search for a channel I used to watch a lot. Long form, really quality, like good produced content. And I couldn't find the video I was looking for. It was just it reminded me of Facebook. It was just all mm -hmm. this junk. And then there's a lot of people that do still do good content. Like my kids watch Dude Perfect. I've said that before. They are trying to get off of YouTube. They made their own app. Mm -hmm. So they made their own app. They're recruiting all these other creators to come onto the app. They release things on the app a week early, and then they just put it to YouTube as like secondary, where like it used to be their primary tool. It's like they're, they're YouTubers. Mm -hmm. Not anymore. Like Is you're the not app anymore. Free? App's free. And it's all child approved ads mm -hmm. and stuff like that, but they control all the ads. They control mm -hmm. everything, and they have an incentive to go get that app ahead of time. But That's smart. I do think it's like you're trying to t turn into TikTok. You better be better than TikTok because mm -hmm. you're going to lose the quality content. I still cannot believe there's not like a quality content like video source out there to rival YouTube. Like it's almost like TikTok is trying to do the inverse and be like, hey, good content. Come here. Um, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Kind of sad. Okay. And lastly here, we talked about it about a month ago that there was some SEO drama where Jake Z. Ward um, said in November that we pulled off an SEO heist that sold 3.6 million in total traffic from a competitor, and we got almost a half million in traffic in October alone. Here's how we did it. They went through, they stole the articles, they rewrote the articles with AI, and then they started outranking the original source. Well, Tim Solo from Ahrefs says, this is the end, shruggy emoji, and has a look at the app at the website that had garnered all these amazing rankings in October. You can see it build, 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 starts to have a really crazy trajectory, and it fell off the face of the earth. Pretty good chart. It's a pretty good chart. <laughs> it's like that's why you don't ever say this stuff. Yeah. Like if you have something that's working, uh, whatever. Don't I mean, say anything. And hey, don't be a spammer. Don't even do this. You're like. And then you come out there so cocky, you're just going to be like, oh, this is a site that I, I had and this is what I did. Mm -hmm. like, you deserve worse than this. Sorry, Jake. No, not sorry. You, you deserve this. <laughs> All right. And that's it in organic. What's happening in social, Nicole? All right. So first up, going to cover a couple pieces about X. Um, number one, a federal judge has denied X's attempt to temporarily halt a California law that pushes social media platforms to disclose their strategies for moderating harmful content that contains hate speech or racism, extremism or radicalization, disinformation, harassment and foreign political interference. 
And X, in this case, argued that the law violates their First Amendment right to free speech. That just looks kind of (laughs) shady. And I'm sure this won't be the first. I don't get why that would be free speech. I think if you just have to disclose, shouldn't you disclose that anyway? So just like your core user base? I would think that out of everyone, Elon Musk touts transparency and yeah. the algorithm. So he would want, he wouldn't care. Yeah. I mean, I think that, cause I know there were a lot of folks before Elon took over where there was a lot of like suspensions and banning, mm-hmm. especially around the, uh, you know, the pandy that we were in, but <laughs> I, I I don't think it's free speech to be like, this is the platform that you're on. These are the rules. It seems like normal speech. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, more X news here. It announced it is offering a verified organization basic tier. Forget this, $200 a month or $2,000 a year in an effort to attract small and mid-sized businesses to the platform. So at this tier level, you get a gold check mark for your brand profile, priority support, whatever that means. I don't know. (laughs) All the benefits of X Premium Plus, access to job listings via X Hire. And this may have you wondering why keep paying that $1,000 a month? Well, the $1,000 a month subscription offers additional reach boosts for your post access to affiliates which enables you to allocate blue check marks to your staff on the app and more ad credits although you do get some ad credits with this cheaper subscription tier as well that's a lot for some small businesses i was gonna say like it's a fifth of the cost but it's still a hefty price yeah yeah it would be nice to know like how much reach you get for some of these things because i know it's touted if you're x blue or whatever the heck it's called now like you get more visibility but it'd be good to know like like actual stats on that because i think Mm -hmm. that would be a a very good selling tool for him or if you're on x and participate a reason for you to to, to sign Mm -hmm. up um you had a great experience trying to set up an x account for business this week didn't you no (laughs) i didn't I didn't want to pay the $1,000 a month to run some ads for our UA data extract tool. So I tried to circumvent it by getting just a regular X plus premium (laughs) plus account or whatever. And you like, you have to scan your ID, you have to take selfies and then everything still got shut down and had to go through and the big advertisers are leaving the platform. So maybe you could try harder to get the little guys like, yeah. I know. And then I look at some of the ads that are on X that got approved and it's like, They're it's so Elon weird. coin. Yeah. Like, Did Elon approve the ad for Elon <laughs> coin? Because I don't think Elon's behind Elon coin. Who's doing this? I don't know. The ads are are wild right now. I'm going to run through right now and show you my top ads. <laughs> X token. Pre-sales live. The future is here. Elon Musk. I like that's that the, picture of him. That's the first ad I got. <laughs> like it's The ads are so bad now on X. Uh, X, X is advertising on their own site. Build what's next with our API. Mine are uh, all like B2B. Oh, here's one about the festive season, and it's now January 3rd. Oh, Christmas release coming. Great. And last piece of X news. Post headlines are now beginning to reappear, and link previews posted to X once again. 
just on the web version for now. And there is a screenshot mock-up of it. It looks kind of ugly to me. I agree. <laughs> like it's, It looks like closed captioning. Yeah, it's the picture and it has the headline at the bottom of the picture with the black highlight, white text. And then underneath the picture, it says like from what the source is. It's got like dot, dot, dot in there. I don't yeah. like this. I don't know. I feel like it's better than having nothing. It lets you know what you're actually clicking on and what the article is about, but I still like the old, old version better. Do they have any designers <laughs> over there? Like, Probably not. Remember they when all you left. put that one animation out that was like <laughs> something from um, like, what was it? Like Envato Marketplace where it was like X, but it was just like a $5 animation. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. the X logo is just something out of a typeface. It's like, get a design team. <laughs> <laughs> call us. If you need to design, call us. We'll help you. This looks terrible. Mm -hmm. Like you could put like a uh, watermark over the picture or like overlay that's that's clear and let people know it's a link. This is hideous. Yeah. All right. And next up in the social news, LinkedIn is experimenting with generative AI to guide your learning journey as an expansion of their LinkedIn learning product. So it bases specific queries related to your current career stage and suggests different courses that you might be interested in taking. It also is planning on recommending courses based on your job preferences and expanding its professional certificates it's offering. And in R slash IPO news, Business Insider reported that Reddit is looking to launch its IPO this year at a target valuation of $15 billion. And just for context, X, which has 250 million daily users versus Reddit's 70 million daily, daily users, is currently valued at $19 billion. And Snapchat has 406 million daily users, more than five times Reddit's user base and is valued at $27 billion. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. All right, this week in Working Hard or Hardly Working, for me is ClickUp Templates. I just discovered this feature and it saved me a whole bunch of time when I'm tasking out campaign builds. I can just kind of make a structure for myself of what I want to make sure is built as far as ad groups, campaigns, settings to check for, and it makes assigning projects so much easier. I have a hardly working this week. I don't understand why you can't just make a Zoom meeting recur forever. You can't? I don't think so. How long can you do it? Like a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you? talk about client retention. Look Sorry, I, yeah, I just had one that Humble I had brand. to re-up. It's very annoying and you never know it's coming until it's the day of the meeting. I and agree. you have to like email your client and be like, new link. Sorry, it's very annoying. Just make it recur forever. Yeah. What about you, Greg? Uh, for me, we had launched a PMAX campaign for our UA data extract tool like I was complaining about X for we had just launched a pmax for some reason we didn't get the video in there so we just had the images and the text and you can see the assets created the images or the videos that pmax yeah. make are atrocious so is the music the music is terrible <laughs> the images are terrible the fact like 
you just just saying do not ever use pmax if you don't have video you just can't do it yeah i like that they showed it to you though i feel like I they know. used to do I that i know i didn't think they'd used to but mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a trip just set <laughs> one up spend like five bucks and it is worth the laughs yeah and now for this week's cool tool as a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. All right. This week's cool tool is the Google Ads column library, which includes over 75 formulas for custom columns you can add to your Google Ads that is cool. dashboard. I am so excited about this when I saw this in the notes. And you can use these columns to help you make data form informed decisions on your PPC campaigns. And as always, we'll have this linked in our newsletter as well as on Discord, newsletter. and community.marketingoclock.com, respectively. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week is found on Search Engine Land by Mark William Cook, also host of the Search with Candor podcast that you should check out. This is a look at Google's shifting approach to AI content. And he says it's an in-depth look. And it really is. A lot of people are like, it's an in-depth look. No, Mark actually has an in-depth look. He talks about how there's spammy AI content all over the web, some of the invisible junk that you might not see. Content is king and the algorithm is the emperor's new clothes. And he talks about some of those kind of documents that were uh, released in the DOJ where they were like, we don't understand documents. We kind of, we fake it and all that. Um, He talks about what does Google consider to be AI spam? Some of the patterns of AI content spam. If it's spam, why does it rank at all? A helpful content update hop to UGC or user-generated content to beat the GPT. That's a lot of acronyms, and that's how you can tell he's a fun writer. <laughs> like an HCU hop to UGC to beat the GPT. Like not many people in the world know what that means. <laughs> you know? And then he says, what does Google's long-term plan look like for AI spam, which um, is great. And again, he ends with fingers crossed on there. But it is a must-read. Thank you, Mark and Check out the Search with Candor podcast if you want more SEO data. And you can find this and all the other articles from today's show on newsletter.marketingclock.com or community.marketingclock.com. And now on to our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. Nicole, what will you be adding this week? I will be adding It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. What? Wow. The remix and the original? Original. Okay. I will be adding Pearls by Jesse Ware. Greg? And going off of uh, my theme today, I'm going to go with Basic Channels by Josiah and the Bonnevilles. Oh, sounds very basic. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not marketing o'clock. Thanks for listening. We miss you already. We can't wait to see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. 
Welcome to this week's Shoot the Hack. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the hack. And this week we are playing everyone's favorite game. Yeah, so we're playing Travel Buddies. <laughs> I'm going to give you two scenarios. There is a correct answer and an incorrect answer. Okay. You're going to try to guess what the correct answer is. You're going on a global excursion with one of these people. It doesn't mean they're going to do this the whole time. It's just like personality right. traits. Who would you rather travel with okay. based on these personality traits? I'm really excited for my chances this year. Yeah, I think I think this is your year. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest. I think this is your year. Okay. Okay. Are you going to go on a, a global excursion with a bow tie guy that wears bow ties instead of ties? Or a bolo tie guy? Is the bow tie pre-tied? That's Doesn't matter. Question. Doesn't matter. You just know it's a bow tie. I judge people who like wear a bow tie and it's not pre-tied. You're just making things hard for yourself for no reason. My brother did that for his <sighs> wedding. It was a disaster. So, do you recommend clip-on ties for anybody for bow t- for bow ties? Okay. So you would rather go on a trip with someone that wears a bolo tie. Um. Hmm. Do I want to go? I've never really been to like the Southwest, so you're not. <laughs> it's a global trip. Yeehaw! You're forgetting around. Oh. I thought this was oh. your year. I feel like bolo ties are kind of trendy. I'm into yeah. it. This person is up for an adventure. Yeah. They don't go with convention. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, they seem fun to travel with. Okay. So. So you forgot one good positive of a bolo tie. It looks better. Than a bow tie as well. You think it does? I think so. I think bow, tie, bow ties, you kind of just look, they kind of just look like a dork. So we're right? Oh, no. You forgot all the other <laughs> negatives because the bow tie guy is the one that you wanted to choose. Because if you wear a bolo tie, you are going globally. That's the whole thing you forgot. They're going to be like, look at this. Look at this American. Probably from Texas. Probably hates everything. You're going to be judged because you're going with somebody that thinks they're like an urban cowboy out across the globe and you are going to get bad service. You are just going to have a bad experience because they think that this is like the stereotypical American with no cultural identity. Okay. Well, I want to say that contrary to what Greg just said, this podcast supports Texans and bolo ties. So we, we do. A, I stand by my okay. choice. <laughs> and I stand by the fact that you're wrong. I mean, I have an answer here. Okay. Are you going on a trip? With somebody that is very, very good at Yahtzee or somebody that's very, very good at Scrabble. You can't be good at Yahtzee. It's luck. Mm. Their favorite game. I love Yahtzee. Yahtzee Yahtzee's all the really way. Because I don't really have to think. Okay. I'm really bad at Scrabble. But I guess mm. then I could beat them. at. No, they'd be really good at Scrabble. So if they were really good at Yahtzee, not Scrabble, maybe I'd have a chance of winning Scrabble. You're not playing the game on the trip. <laughs> I feel like somebody who plays Scrabble likes a slower-paced life and perhaps travels at a slower pace. And when I travel, I want to see everything. We are up at the crack of dawn. We have a jam-packed schedule. There's no time for sleep. Bus, club, another club. (laughs) Is that your final answer? All you need to play Yahtzee is five dice and a piece of paper. Easy for travel. You're not playing the game on there. It's just a personality (laughs) trait. Final answer, Yahtzee? Mm -hmm. Yes. A lot of what you said is true, but you forgot the one most important thing. One is a skill game, and one is 
80% luck. Mm -hmm. You chose luck and you want to go with a skilled person that has words in their head that can communicate and is probably more intellectually savvy than somebody that knows how to roll dice. Are you disputing that? Sorry, I don't want to. Street smarts. Yeah. Not book smart. You need to be smart enough to fill out the top section and get the bonus before you worry about the bottom. That's street smarts. Yeah, you're all for two, but I have faith. I think you're gonna go even splitsies on this. All right. You are going with somebody again. You're not gonna eat sushi on this entire trip. Terrible trip. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody that orders sushi, one person will not eat the wasabi. The other person will not eat the ginger. Oh. Who do you choose? You said that you worded that difficultly. See, so we're going with the wasabi eater or the ginger sushi eater. Sushi and will not eat the ginger, only eats wasabi. One person will only eat the ginger and not the wasabi. I want the wasabi eater. Yes, me too. We're going, who knows where we're going? We there's they gonna need be, to be spicy able food. to handle yep. the spice. Okay. Are you yeah. guys confident in this? One hundred percent. Okay. Let me check the answer. Actually, you're incorrect because <laughs> the person that eats the ginger will get extra health boosts from ginger. I'm it sure. Will wasabi, fight germs. I'm sure wasabi also has health benefits. There are certain chemical compounds in fresh ginger to help your body ward off germs. They'll keep the growth of bacteria like E. coli, Shigella, and also viruses like RSV at bay. You're going to be traveling close quarters with these people. Um, it can also brighten your smile. It'll soothe sore muscles. So they'll be a little bit fresher. They'll be able to go faster okay. on your, your tourism. <laughs> and um, they have uh, less pain the next day. Okay. So you clearly researched this ahead of time. Yes, but I have my answer. Look, there's no research on wasabi. Interesting. It's only ginger. So you're biased. No, because I have. there's a correct answer for everyone. I couldn't them. disagree more. Okay. Well, let's finish this with a win here. Okay. You're going to go on a trip with somebody that still wears their high school sports letterman jacket out in public or somebody that still wears a plain high school ring their high school ring or somebody that wears their sports letterman jacket i feel like they're the same person i know (laughs) very different well letterman jacket you would earn from doing well in a sport right or pl- mm. at least playing a sport. Where's the ring? Well, wait, is it a class ring or is it's it? It's just a class ring. Oh, it's just a class ring. Mm-hmm. So they could be anybody. But mm-hmm. the Letterman jacket, that person's probably an athlete or was an athlete at one point. I don't like jocks. They were mean. <laughs> <laughs> the ring is easier to hide and easier to pack in a suitcase. Well, I, I have good news for you. One of you is right. <laughs> oh, we have to agree, though. Mm-hmm. I'll go with Nicole. You're going with the Letterman jacket. Yeah. I'm sorry if this ends up being wrong. Jocks only. I thought this was the easiest one ever. If you wear a class high school ring, maybe it's just something that your parents got you or something like that. It's low profile. You're just wearing, you just might like it, like whatever. You're just wearing the ring. You put that Letterman jacket on, you're like, oh, I'm reliving how cool and great I was at sports in high school. Like, I'm a jock. I'm going to bully you the entire trip, to your point exactly. (laughs) Right? right. Like, (laughs) you don't want the person that still thinks they're on the JV wrestling team. You don't want Varsity jacket. Varsity wrestling team. You don't want that person. Somebody else might be like, oh, you know what? It's just sentimental. It's just a ring. 
It's a high school class ring. That was the easiest one I've ever given you guys. It'll be vintage in 20 years. Yeah. Really sorry we let you down again. Okay. How many did you get that one? Zero. Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> Not a great start to the year, but I have faith next okay. time. It's a long year. You'll get it. <laughs> it's a leap year. We're going to be here for a while. <laughs> And we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it live.